love me, Chandler Bing. Oh, no, I don't. You seek me out. Something deep in your soul calls out to me like a foghorn. Janice, Janice. You want me. You need me. You can't live without me. And you know it. Hi, I'm Joe. And I'm Tiana. And this is Next Door Villain. A podcast where we uncover the villains to discover their humanity. Oh my god. (laughs) (laughs) I am so excited to do this episode. (laughs) Janice, is that is that you? <laughs> you bet it is. <laughs> <sighs> All right. Well, you can rate that imitation on a scale from one to ten. I'm glad, Tiana, that you did the imitation because I th- I thought about it. I was actually in the shower this morning practicing my Janice impression, and it was so bad. Uh, <laughs> I hmm, you shouldn't have told me that because now I'm I kind of want to hear it. I'm really if there's one thing people have probably realized listening to our podcast, it's that I I'm not great at voices. Um, so, uh, okay, yeah, <laughs> no judgment. Uh, oh my God, Chandler Bang. <laughs> Hey, I think the laugh was actually pretty good. That's that's my best go. <laughs> <laughs> that's your best go. Hey, yeah, I, I think that works. It's something. Yeah, it's so something. we're um, obviously uh. talking about Friends today, the iconic and largely problematic, but we'll talk about that later, uh, show from the 90s starring a bunch of friends. I don't know if they're friends in real life, but they were friends on the show. <laughs> Friends, yep. Friends, a group of friends is featured in the show Friends, that's for sure. Yep. I love Friends. I just giggle so much when I watch Friends. I I really love the show. Yeah. Well, Tiana, I, before, we, before we start empathizing with our villain, I'd like to know, which friend are you? Oh, uh, yeah. Am I a Joey, Monica, Chandler, Ross, Phoebe, or Rachel? Oh, man, the, the most important question you need to ask yourself. She's not my favorite, but I think I'm probably most like Rachel. And I'm going to cheat a little bit and say, but with a dash of Joey, I feel like I don't know things sometimes mm. like Joey. And I'd also probably put a turkey on my head and think that was a cool idea. But I'm a lot like Rachel because sometimes I feel a little bit clueless about real life. And I've also used daddy's money before. That's very interesting. Um, Big, big fan of daddy's money. Big fan. I I would have thought you were sort of a Phoebe Joey cross. Yeah, I, yeah, I totally could be Phoebe too. Because of the, just the sense of whimsy I think that you have. And then Joey, it's the happy-go-lucky nature often. That's true. 
And a hint of Chandler, too, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess we all have a little bit of all the friends in us. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. That's true. I do like your answer a lot, too. Phoebe, yeah, Phoebe's very whimsical. It's just that it's very obvious that Phoebe is whimsical from the outside. And I don't know if I show that on the outside as much as Phoebe does. Mm. Maybe you have to get to know me a little bit more in order to see the whimsical self. And it's a little more internal rather than external like Phoebe's is. But it is totally true that I sometimes play the ukulele and sing weird stuff while playing it. So yeah, you're right. I I could totally be Phoebe Mm. too. If this was a question, who would you hang out with? It would be Joey and Phoebe. Yeah. And Chandler. Yeah, right. The three best friends. (laughs) I'm really singling out. Oh, and Monica. (laughs) A few people, but... Oh, yeah. (laughs) There's really two friends I don't like. Right. (laughs) Okay, I want to know yours, though. Um, Yeah, I've been thinking about this a lot. I think Chandler is the friend that I sort of most relate to. I do think that as far as my, like mental health journey i am much further along than chandler really ever is um i think he's dealing with a lot of things from his past that he's never really dealt with a lot of internalized shame and guilt um whereas i've been in therapy for years and so i think like i'm not as buried in that as possible but i feel like i understand a lot of what he's going through and what he's um dealing with um, I hate to admit this. I, I hate it, hate it, hate it. But I think I have little hints of Ross because I can. Uh oh. Yeah, I can be very, very stubborn sometimes, um, and really get hung up on specific things. And um, I don't like that about myself. But I, I think, to my credit, I'm much better than Ross at identifying when I'm being that way and then being able to be like, okay, I just have to like back off of this one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's very interesting. So that's what I'll say for now, because I suspect that I will have a lot more to say about Ross later, but Ross is in fact, not who we're talking about today yet specifically. Surprisingly. <laughs> yeah. Um, a lot of feelings here about friends, um, which, which we'll, we'll, we'll delve into. But we're here to talk about a different villain, villainess, really, Janice. Janice Lippman. Janice! Woo! I want to first say I really like Janice, but we're covering her as the villain. Um, And we know that she's not that villainous, obviously, compared to like the villains we've covered in other podcast episodes who actually, you know, kill people and try to take over the world. Janice doesn't do that. (laughs) She's not that villainous. But at least to me, she's considered the general quote unquote villain in Friends because she's villainized by them. So like in the story of Friends, they seem to pin her as the villain. And She's especially villainized by Joey. Yeah, but really like... The rest of the friends don't generally like her. Yeah, I think in later seasons, she's more sympathetic, but definitely in season one. Yeah. Like every time we see her, it's like they're all so like distressed that Janice has shown up and it's like this huge burden on yes. them. So we see <laughs> yeah. she's sort of introduced as a villain because we don't we don't know her as, as viewers in the beginning mm-hmm. and she just shows up and everyone hates her. The people that we're supposed to like don't like her. 
the person who's dating her doesn't like her. <laughs> yeah, that's very complicated. And yeah, she's villainized because what? She's annoying due to her laugh and her just general dominating demeanor that tends to be overbearing, Joey said, and I quote, she's just a lot to take, you know. Yeah, coming from Joey. Yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> Who thinks how you doing is like something really cool to say. Coming from the guy who stripped naked when Rachel invited him over for lemonade. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I remember that. And, you know, Janice, she can't take a hint that she's loud and overbearing to people. That's part of it. She can't take a hint. So, like, when she laughs, the friends look at her like they hear a turkey dying. Um, but she's very unaware of their nonverbal cues that they find her annoying and that they don't want her around. And, you know what, some people including Janice, just can't read a room as well as others. That's just how it is. I, I don't know what to tell you. She's also like very assumptive. So for example, she incorrectly assumed that she was invited to Chandler and Monica's wedding. And then when Chandler and Monica tried to uninvite her to the wedding, they said, the wedding is just for family. And she was like, oh, you think I'm family? <laughs> and, <laughs> and so they failed in uninviting her to the wedding that time. And, you know, I feel it that is a little bit on Chandler and Monica to be clearer with her that she's not invited. For some people, you just have to spell it out. You know, like Janice can't read your mind that she's not invited to the wedding. Yeah, you can say that she's self, she's, she's unaware, uh, which, is, yeah, I do think is true. But also, nobody is ever really clear with her. None right. of the friends like are ever direct with her or like straight up about how they feel, especially not Chandler, who mm -hmm. is such a wimp that he cannot break up with her ever or tell her how he actually feels that he's not interested in her. So to some degree, like she she has to be like self-confident and just like barge in because nobody's nobody's being straight with her. Yeah, she's just going to assume, you know, and I admire this. Janice wholeheartedly believes that they like her. No one ever told her otherwise. I actually really admired her self-confidence and the way that she was just honest and spoke her mind, especially mm -hmm. among this group of friends who they're like always manipulating and keeping secrets from each other and hedging the truth. And then to have Janice come in and just like tell it as it is, just be straight up. It was so refreshing. And I really came to really love Janice as I was going back and rewatching the show. Oh, yeah. Me too. One part that she's like really honest is when Chandler and Monica are together later in the series, Janice basically tells Chandler, when this goes in the pooper, give me a call. <laughs> she's just like, <laughs> she's just so confident, you know, and so she knows that she's great. And so she just kind of mm -hmm. assumes everyone else thinks that because no one has told her otherwise, right? Yeah. Of course, one time, one other way <laughs> that she's villainous is that she kissed the husband that she was divorcing while Chandler and Janice were still dating. Yeah. So, okay. That's be besides being annoying, which <laughs> I don't think is really villainous because that's just her voice and her laugh and she can't help that. And so good for her for being confident about it. Besides that, the only thing I can really point to that she really does that's wrong is, is make out with her ex while she's with Chandler. 
Yeah. So, but and even sort even that it's like it's not really it's sort of still her husband at that point. But it's kind of in some murky waters out. there where she's like trying yeah. to leave one relationship and going into the next. And I don't know. She probably went a little bit too fast with Chandler there. Yeah, yeah. To some degree, I do respect though that when Chandler confronts her about it, she doesn't lie to him or make something up. She's just she's very straight with him that she loves both of them and she doesn't know how she feels. And right. that's really hard to say to someone, but sometimes it's the truth and it yeah. sucks for Chandler, but. Yeah, she said the hard thing, but Chandler can't even break up with her. Chandler flew, bought a plane ticket and flew Yemen. to Yemen rather than breaking up with her. And that's actually my favorite episode with Janice in it because Chandler is so ridiculous in it. So Chandler wants to break up with Janice, but he can't. No, um, they're not even just together. Like, they're not they, even really he together. He just wants to not get together with her. Right, right. So I don't know. He feels some kind of mix of guilt and fear when he tries to break up with her. I don't know. It's, it's whatever. So he tells her a lie and tells her that they can't be together because he's moving to Yemen for work. She's sad about this. And so she goes to the airport with him to see him off and insists on seeing him off as he boards the airplane. And she insists on staying there to see him off. So he has to buy a real ticket to Yemen, board an airplane to Yemen, and then go to Yemen just so that Janice doesn't find out he's lying that he needs to go to Yemen. And it's also, you know, this scene is like pre 9-11. So he couldn't just stop at security <laughs> and be like, well, only actual passengers can go through security and go up to the gate. Guess you can't see me board the airplane, Janice. Like, you know, post 9-11, you know, this scene would be different. But yeah. yeah, so. And I guess just the biggest thing about Janice that we've kind of covered here is throughout the show, she has an on and off relationship with Chandler Bing. That's like the big thing. It's this cycle. He mm -hmm. wants to be with her and he likes her sometimes during his time, during their time together. But then he suddenly finds her annoying, and then he tries to break up with her. Sometimes he fails in breaking up with her. Sometimes he succeeds. And then the cycle seems to repeat. Yeah. Really, really what, what we're doing this episode is, is defending Janice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> pretty much. Pretty much. If you think she's a villain, go rewatch the show today, and you will see a, lovely, a sweet, caring honest open kind fun individual just trying to be with a guy who refuses to be honest with her right and he gets so scared i mean i get you know feeling nervous about it you don't want to hurt someone's feelings but it's worse to to drag them along yeah and, and that's kind of chandler's thing is like that he is so so scared of like having to confront and feel strong emotions uh, or disappoint people or upset people. Yeah. And why he just like really, really needs some therapy or like someone to talk to because um, I believe that Chandler is a sweet guy and I'm really sad that he is the one that Janice has latched onto because she deserves someone who's going to be good to her, as good to her as she is to Chandler. Yeah. Another example of how great Janice is, is like, She's just she's so optimistic and hopeful. At one point when Chandler starts dating her and Joey is expressing how much he hates her, instead of getting 
upset about it and sad she's like oh well i just need to spend some time with joey and so she makes joey spend the day with her and they go to uh um i think a, what a baseball game together yeah and they just have this uh day and joey still doesn't like her at the end of the day but he's like well you know what i i think i can hang out with her at least and that's that's enough right she really tried to help there and one of my favorite lines that she says is from that episode where she's Joey says something like, uh, how long will we hang out? And Janice, I'm not getting the quote correct, but she says like, one day, how long it takes to love me. <laughs> and that confidence I really want. Yeah, she knows. It just yeah. takes one day to love me. I know my charm. I know how foxy I am in my leopard print jumpsuit. So I want to know, do you think Janice is the villain? Joe, do you think she's the actual villain or do you think someone else is? Great question, Tiana. I think <laughs> it should be pretty clear so far that I do not think that Janice really is a villain. I think she's only a villain from the perspective of the friends. Um, and compared to all of them, she is really a much, much better person overall. You know, a, a lot of the friends, we've talked a lot about Chandler and the bad things that he does, and, and a lot of them make mistakes and do dumb things, but most of them are sympathetic and most of them apologize and make good on the things that they do bad and they realize their misgivings and they grow and they become better. Uh, but there's one character, I think, that doesn't do much of that, and I would put forth that Ross... <laughs> is the true villain of friends and he is continually problematic he's uh homophobic he um is stubborn and always has to be right he's incredibly manipulative in all of his relationships i don't know do i need to go on this is he's possessive he's controlling R ross is not a good guy right by by any sense of the word i i think I recently rewatched the episodes where the whole we were on a break thing oh. happens. And it is so clear that they were not on a break. Like they didn't even have a chance to talk about, you know, where the relationship was going to go. Mm -hmm. um, and he just assumed, oh, we're on a break. So I'm going to march out of the apartment. And then, oh, just because Rachel had a guy in the apartment that she was talking to, I'm just going to assume that they're doing it and mm -hmm. I'm going to hang up the phone and I'm going to go have sex with someone else. Like, I'm just like, he just assumed way too many things just in this fit of anger and crybabiness. Yeah. So my feeling about that, I, I'm so mad. I'm so mad at him for that. Yeah. Because even if they were on a break, like let let's let's say hypothetically they are on a legitimate break that they discussed and decided on together, which is not what actually yeah. happened. They did not confirm it, but yeah, Co correct. But he, even if that was the case, he goes out, he hooks up with someone. It is perfectly reasonable that that would still make Rachel very upset. Like this guy that she had been with and supposedly cared about a lot went out and hooked up with someone else. It is okay for her to be upset about that, and. Ross 
you know, maybe he's right about being on a break. Like, even if he was right, though, he should still have the self-awareness to recognize that that would be hurtful to Rachel. Just like if Rachel went off and slept with someone while they were on a break, he would be upset about it. And just just apologize or just like, you know, let it go. If he had mm-hmm. just said, I'm sorry, I thought that we were on a break and I misunderstood the situation and I know I shouldn't have done that. I actually really have these strong feelings about you. It would have been fine. Like mm-hmm. Rachel would have like, I'm sure accepted that apology or at least you know, not been so upset about it. But instead, he just, he has to be right. And he just hammers that in over and over again. Like, right. he, he just can't admit to any wrongdoing in the situation. Yeah, he has to keep defending himself. But a true apology doesn't have such a big defense. We were on a mm-hmm. break. We were on a break. We were on a break. And he does that. Just say I mean, that's sort of the biggest example in the show. But he does that over and over again. I think about... There's the episode when Phoebe doesn't believe in evolution. Oh yeah, yeah. Which and I think Phoebe like I, I wish I I wish I had an exact quote because I think Phoebe like put it really nicely is that basically you know she and Ross argue about it and she comes down to like she's like do you always have to be right all the time like do you have to believe that everything you say is like the absolute truth and there's no room for like anyone else to believe anything else. It felt so good for Phoebe to put Ross in his place about that, even though I um, agree with with Ross about evolution. But and I remember watching that episode and being like, "Oh, I agree with Ross." Like, I don't know why Phoebe's being so. I guess she's whimsical, so she can't believe in evolution. Uh-huh. That's not her character. But I was like, but her "That's po- kind of her weird." Her point Phoebe. ended up being that, like, why is why are you so? hung up on being right about this yeah and then when she did that spiel i was like damn i was like you know what i can see phoebe's perspective here even if at the end of the day i still believe in evolution Uh uh-huh but yeah she's kind of also taking a stab at the know-it-all academic that can make academia even toxic for other academics right because people get really toxic sometimes they a lot of egos. Date their students. Yep. They, oh, yep. They of... date their students. <laughs> they get really egotistical. Just to be clear, when I say that, I'm not saying that about academic folk in general. <laughs> I'm talking specifically about the fact that Ross dates one of his students. Yes, and also had sex with a random student in the library. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah, and you know what? To take this back to Janice a little bit, I think. It's so wild to me how they're bothered by a laugh, right? But they're not bothered by Ross having sex with a student in the library. <laughs> they put up with so much for Ross. And, I and, know. And yet very little for Janice. Right, right. So like my, and, and so these are all like kind of specific things that Ross does badly, but probably the worst thing about Ross is his like, casual homophobia and Hmm. general sort of stiffness about gender identity which i understand is like part of the culture in the 90s when the show was coming out but i was really shocked to see how much of that and like it almost seemed like the writers of friends were like obsessed with that like it came up so often but ross in particular was just continually so hung up 
on that issue. So there's a couple of specific examples of it, like when his son wants to play with a Barbie doll. He is so upset oh, yeah. that his son would want a Barbie doll, and he's like trying to get his son to play with a G.I. Joe instead. And even the other friends are like, what's the big deal? Like, calm down, dude. It's just a doll. And his sister, Monica, was like, don't you remember when you used to dress up as a little girl? Oh, yeah. He was so uh, upset about that, that in, in 2022, it's so apparent, like how wrong that is. And maybe it wasn't so much in the 90s. I don't know. But yeah. it was really hard to watch. And also, like, when they were looking for a nanny... And they found this like really, really great nanny and Ross was like on paper and Ross was like really excited about it. And then it showed up and it, it, why am I saying this? <laughs> Stop dehumanizing Be- the nanny. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, the, so the nanny, they showed up and it was a guy and all of a sudden, because it was a man, because right. he was a man, Ross like could not accept that the nanny could be a, a man and possibly gay. Oh my God. Yeah, I don't. <sighs> Sorry, David Trimmer, for, you know, just really bashing your character. No knock on David Schwimmer. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure I, he's aware. I know nothing about him. So, like, whether he's a good guy or a bad guy, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, um, we don't know. I've not done any research on him as a person. Is that enough? Is that enough reasons why Ross is the true villain of the show? I think so. He's. So manipulative with Rachel. Yeah. Like over and over and over again. Even in that final episode when she's leaving, instead of just confronting Rachel and like telling her how he feels, he's like trying to manufacture this whole situation to like get her to stay without his intervention or without it seeming like he's intervening, I guess. And it's like, dude, just just tell her how you feel. Like tell her what you want. Which I'm also like frustrated with because I don't want Rachel to be with him. Yeah, But if there is any other friend that sort of deserves Ross, I think it is Rachel, who um, uh. I, I don't think she's anywhere near as bad as, as Ross, but I think she is a little bit less likable than Monica Chandler and Joey and Phoebe. Yeah, I can see that. Well, yeah, I think that's enough of Ross. I think we can take the spotlight <laughs> away from him. He's had enough spotlight. Lots of spotlight, you know, dating a student, having sex with a student, you know, getting excited about dinosaurs, which is not a problem. But I, I have always thought that was kind of random that he was a paleontologist, but it's like, <laughs> oh, wow. And now, unfortunately, I don't know many paleontologists, but I met one once. And the only thing I could think of was Ross, mm-hmm. the only paleontologist I know. I, I, I saw like a tweet or something online that was like, the only examples of paleontologists we have in pop culture are Ross Geller and Chris Pratt in Jurassic Park. Oh, yeah. uh, <laughs> we need better representation so that more children <laughs> will want to grow up and be paleontologists. I wouldn't even be surprised if there was a shortage or if there weren't even much of a demand. I don't know. Is there a demand to look for and study dinosaur bones? I, I don't just know. don't even know if there's a demand. I remember even at the community college I worked at, there wasn't a paleontologist, but they were looking for one and they couldn't find one. I remember that actually. Maybe people aren't becoming. It's a bummer paleo- because I would have thought like after Jurassic Park, 
yeah. that there would have been a boom in paleo. Because that was – so a really good example, Dr. Alan Grant and Dr. Ellie Sattler, really great examples of uh, a paleoontologist and a paleobotanist. Yeah. Um, and then immediately friends came out for immediately <laughs> after and dashed all the hopes and dreams of – I know. Future. A little kid is like, when I grow up, I want to be a paleontologist. And then they watch Friends and they're like, never mind. I don't want to be like Ross. <laughs> but yeah. you know what? Or, or we just have a bunch of like really crappy paleontologists <laughs> right. out there. You know what we need? One of us needs to play a paleontologist on a TV show. I was Dr. Grant for Halloween. Oh, yeah. I saw that. That's awesome. Well, you just need to get on a TV show. You know, you need to... <laughs> do do some auditions, you know, get into Joey's pants for a while and I mean Joey's shoes, Joey's pants, Joey's oh, shoes and okay. <laughs> to get into you know, be be like Joey and and go audition, be a paleontologist, play one on TV, a yeah. good one that's not Ross like and then then we'll have more paleontologists in the world. Yeah. So Essentially, Ross is the worst. Janice is awesome. <laughs> I have one last thing. One last thing to say about Janice. Yes. I just want to say that I think Janice being annoying is great. Mm. I think everyone should embrace the annoying parts of themselves. And I think people should do a better job at accepting um, the quote unquote annoying parts of people because how boring would the world be if no one had annoying, weird quirks about them, right? Embrace the quirks. There are some people in my life, you know, that I've thought, oh, that was kind of annoying. Or, <laughs> or you know, I became judgmental. But if I just took a step back and been like, is it really? Do I really have to think so hard about how I feel about whatever they said or did that I thought was annoying? Yeah. Also, what's annoying to one person might be cute to someone else, you know? Right. One thing about me that's similar to the way that Janice is annoying is I do sometimes snort when I laugh. Some people think it's endearing. Some people not so much. Um, but you know who loves it? My six-year-old niece. She will always be like, oh, my God, you're a pig. And she will laugh. <laughs> and she's like, that is hilarious. That is so funny that you're sounding like a pig right now. And she really likes the show Peppa Pig. Um, so that works. You know, it fits. Who else in your life can tell you that you're like a pig and you'll be happy about it? Right, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, the weird crooky noises, you know, can make the world happy if you choose to accept them. Mm -hmm. Well, on that, that's actually a perfect transition into our question. Yes. Maybe even the answer to it. Seen as, as Janice is so annoying or is supposed to be an annoying character, even though she really grew on me and became sort of very sweet and endearing in the end. But I'm curious if you've ever felt like you were being annoying or annoying in hindsight, or maybe you've been generally annoying in some situation and were unaware of it. Is that something you felt and experienced yourself? Oh, yeah. Generally, you know, I tend to sing to myself a lot, and some people might find that annoying or some people might not. That's a general thing that can happen, but I have definitely decreased my singing time as time has gone on. But <laughs> um, so there's one story. I wouldn't say my friends were very annoyed at this, but, you know, I acted strangely and it definitely caught my friends off guard. Some would say what I did was annoying. 
So one night, me and my two friends in college, um, we were walking around on campus on a Saturday night, and it was kind of dark outside, and I think maybe we were on on our way to a party or something, and walking towards us was like a kind of big group, maybe of like six or seven like suave, young, good-looking guys like college boys, you know, that were walking towards us and about to walk past us. And as they were coming towards us, my two friends were getting ready to like look cool, you know, and like, you know, touch their hair and make sure it's in the right place. (laughs) They weren't going to say anything, but, you know, they were going to walk by all confident, but not too confident. Okay. They were going to walk by looking very cool. And I, so I didn't notice the boys coming at all. Didn't even notice them. I didn't know they were there. And I didn't know that my friends were getting ready to walk by them all sexy-like. Like, I was unaware of the nonverbal cues like Janice. And my two friends were walking kind of ahead of me and I was behind them. And I suddenly got a burst of energy and I busted through them. (laughs) I like went through both of them (laughs) in between them and I started skipping. And I started, um, like, skipping on the sidewalk towards the boys. But I didn't know I was going towards the boys. And I was, like, flapping my arms like I was a bird. And, yeah, I looked like a flapping bird with my flapping arms everywhere while I was, like, skipping towards them. And then I skipped and I stopped suddenly. Because that's when I saw the boys in front of me looking at me, like, all shocked and confused as to why this weird lady just like skipped up to them and then stopped dramatically in front of them. And then myself and the group of boys just like stared at each other for two to three seconds. And they were like, what the fuck? And they walked past. And that was it. Well, my two friends were (laughs) like, what was that? But they also thought it was actually was pretty funny, too. But I just kind of skipped around like a lunatic in front of some guys in the dark. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes I don't know how to respond to these stories. <laughs> right? <laughs> All right. Yeah. I want to know when you were annoying because I haven't really seen you annoying and I'm interested in when you were annoying. Well, I think maybe I'm sometimes annoying in a different way. Okay. I tend to be very mellow most of the time, so I am typically not annoying in the sense that I'm like, I like I'm rarely loud or mm. like overexpressive. I'm rarely that type of annoying. But the the one thing I'm anxious about a lot because I, I I worry about being annoying a lot, and the thing that I worry about is that sometimes I tend to overshare or overexplain things particularly about myself and I'll I'll tell the same stories over and over and over again and I'll forget who I told them to and so sometimes people I've been friends with for a long time I'll start telling them about something and they'll be like oh that again <laughs> that story again um, yeah. and I'll be like oh shoot it, I feel so bad about it so I think that can be kind of annoying but unlike Janice, I think I'm a little more aware about it because I worry about being annoying. And that's actually like one of the things I really respected about Janice is that she's just so confidently herself. And when I'm retelling a story that I've already told, there's nothing, there's nothing wrong with that. And 
when people like let me know, it's just because they don't want to hear the story again. And I shouldn't have to worry about it. I can just be like, oh yeah, I guess I already told that. Um, now I can talk about something else instead. So yeah, that's that's one place where I think I'm kind of annoying sometimes. And I really respect the the fact that Janice is able to do her quote unquote annoying things with confidence and grace. Yeah. Grace is a bad word for Janice, but um. <laughs> <laughs> I get what you mean. Yeah. Yeah. She's very confident in herself. And you know, at the end of the day, if someone finds you annoying, it's not really the end of the world. It doesn't even physically hurt you. Yeah. Maybe you should be investing your time in people who don't find you annoying instead. Exactly. So today I'm going to be reading a poem that I did not write. Um, as usual, Tiana wrote the poem, but it is from the perspective of Chandler Bing, and it's a letter to Janice. So I will do my best to do this poem justice. But as we learned at the beginning of the episode, um, <laughs> not the best impressionist, but uh, yeah, I'll give it a go. See what happens. Dear Janice. I know I haven't been very honest with you throughout our time on and off together for over 10 years. I know I haven't been very honest. Yemen, for the day I was there, was fine, by the way. Except for the part where I got so hot in Yemen that I hallucinated seeing my mom. When I hugged my mom, I was actually intimately grasping the hump of a camel that comforted me in the hellish heat. Q laugh track. I mean, that, that, that was interesting, so I went back to New York. Anyway, now, finally, at age 36, I've realized the importance of honesty. Now that I do, I want to say what I truly think. And I, I know that about 80% of the things I say are sarcastic, but I, I promise what I say here is not. Here it goes. To be honest, your laugh was too much for me. Because when you opened your mouth, your laughing tone dug so hard into the bodies of the people around you that it excavated their souls to the surface and their unapologetic spirits were unearthed and present. And my measly self could not handle that rapture. To be honest, your laugh was too much for me because your vocal vibration reached the edges of the galaxy and it made me realize I had never been brave enough to let any part of me touch the stars. Like you did. To be honest, your laugh was too much for me because when you opened your mouth, your sound was a chorus that took on God's booming boasts. And I am too much of a mere mortal to understand the power of the exalted. To be honest... Your laugh was too much for me because the relishing reverberation within Central Perk was too much for an earthling like me who never opened his ears wide enough to truly hear the exhilarating sound that is not of this world. I hope this helps. And no, I will not call you if my marriage with Monica goes in the pooper. Cue laugh track. Because to put it simply, I am not enough for your too much. I anywho, I, I have to go now. Monica is calling me and she's questioning how I got a weird ketchup stain on the table. But I hope you appreciated the honesty, even though it was kind of late. And I know I don't have to tell you this since I know you'll do it anyway. 
but I, I, I hope you keep laughing no matter what the commoners say. Love, Chandler. Well, we got to end our episode like we always do with, uh, except that we forget to do sometimes, which is raiding our villain. <laughs> oh, um, yeah. And so we should maybe, how about let's rate Janice out of uh, five bings. Five bings? Like Chandler Bing? Bings? Yeah. Okay. Does that make sense? How many how many bings do you give? <laughs> it doesn't have to uh, make sense. <laughs> Janice. <laughs> Let's see. How many oh my gods out of five do you give? Oh Janice? my god. Oh, okay. That might actually change it a little bit. Oh. If it's oh my gods, because it's like very surprising and exciting when you say oh my god. So like so I interpret that as like how exciting is Janice? Oh, interesting. Okay. So I'm going to give her five oh my gods out of five oh my gods because she's just so exciting to me. I mean, if you walk into a room with a leopard jumpsuit, that's very exciting. If you walk into a room with beautiful curly hair, that's exciting. Also, she looks a lot like Amy Winehouse. Oh, yeah. I miss Amy Winehouse a lot. It's definitely one of those celebrity deaths that I don't know if I will ever get over. Amy Winehouse, I listened to her constantly in early high school, got me through a lot, devastated when she died. So <laughs> what's weird is that when Janice would walk into a room and during a scene in Friends and everyone would be like, oh, it's Janice, uh, I would have actually a wave of calm come over me because she looked like Amy Winehouse. And it would remind me of Amy Winehouse. Mm -hmm. And I would be like, oh, I, I love seeing her. I love it that you have reminded me of Amy Winehouse, even though you two are very different, <laughs> except for the way you look. So yeah, I'm giving her five out of five oh my gods for that reason. Doesn't really have to do a lot with villainy. But. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's the problem here is that if I'm rating her as a villain... She's definitely, definitely no more than one, oh my gods, because she is not a good villain. Right. She's not very villainous. She's generally pretty decent, um, and I love her. But I cannot bear to give her one. So just because the system is arbitrary and I can do what I want, five, <laughs> oh my gods, out of five for Janice, because she's awesome and I love her. Oh my god. Maybe you love her so much because you're a lot like Chandler. So like your brain is like... You're like, I love her. Like, like your brain is like Chandler's. Mm. Maybe next year, because I love doing couples costumes, maybe next year I'll make my partner be Janice and I can be Chandler. Yes, that would be so fun. Because uh, then you, you need to like pretty much give yourself a perm. No, I would be Chandler. Oh, oh I mean, uh, your partner would yeah, have to yeah. get like a perm or wear a wig. I don't know. But, probably yeah. probably a wig because she's she's very blonde. Right. Yeah, she might need to wear a wig then. Or you could be Janice. Yeah, but she would still need a wig for Chandler, I think. It's <laughs> <laughs> <That's> true. <laughs> anyway. Someone did dress up as Chandler once. I think it was Joey. Didn't he? Didn't Joey dress up as Chandler for Halloween? I don't know. Or some? I don't remember. Yeah, yeah, he did. Anywho. All right. So that that's been our episode where we talked about really someone who is 
not villainous at all, but it's nice. It's nice that we had someone who was easy to empathize with this week and that I was able to rant about how much I hate Ross. Yeah. Always a good day when you can do that. Yeah. Um, we are on most of the social media, uh, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok at uh, nextdoorvillain. And we have an email, nextdoorvillain at gmail.com. And of course, if you would like to hear some fun bonus content and to vote on some of the villains that we cover in future episodes, our Patreon is uh, patreon.com slash nextdoorvillain. You can support us for as little as $3 a month or for as much as you would like to support us. The top is unlimited. (laughs) 